Kelly McCrimmon said yesterday that he thinks Pete DeBoer will get hired quickly. Does he? I mean, what's available? The Islanders just filled theirs. I think Philly might be Philly available. Is. They haven't they haven't had a Philly's coach in available. like four I months. Is, I don't know what else is available. Yeah. I mean, there has to be some jobs open for someone to get it. Pete and Gretty? I think Pierre Lebrun tweeted yesterday that DeBoer has uh, had one year left and it was $3.5 million left on mm-hmm. his contract, so he's going to get paid $3.5 million to not coach the Golden Knights this year. I think I'd just not coach anybody yeah. this year. And just sit out, sit out and collect my money from the Golden Knights. Thanks very much. Didn't to go. Didn't he say he was in a hot tub whenever like he no, got fired? By the pool. He was by, by the, the pool, pool. with, his, with yeah. his family, Wait, sitting by a pool yeah. with his family in Florida. Which I think that's I. I think if I was to board, that's what I would do until another contender came along and said, right. "We're firing our coach. You want to come coach right. him again?" I don't know if I'd take on a bad job. I'd be like, "Nope." I got three point five yeah. million dollars to do nothing, so I'm not coming to coach Seattle or whoever is bad. So I'm curious to see if he gets hired again, if he wants to get hired again. Because I think I, I listen. We've had this conversation before, where like obviously my mind doesn't work the same way as pro athletes or coaches. But I would be like, I'm good, guys. I got three point uh, five million dollars well, to do nothing this year. I'm good. Not only that, he's had a lot of millions before that. Right? Yeah, it's not the only three point five million no. he's made. Which, by the way. Did we didn't know his salary before? No, right? you don't know. That's the yeah. one thing about NHL coaches. I, I, ne- you never know what they make. That was more than I thought he was making. I don't know why I was like, oh, he's probably making I thought it a was million. Four, but you Friedman's, thought it was more? Oh, I thought it was four. But Friedman said it was three five. Uh, I think it was LeBron. Oh, LeBron tweeted that it was okay. three five. All I don't right. know why I thought he was making. I thought 
uh, he would he was making less than like that. two. Yeah, like one or two million. But apparently it's three point five. So good for him. But that's what I would do. I'd be like, all right, I'm good. John, what are they paying John Cooper? They better be paying him a lot. He just saw that tweet from LeBron and said he's getting three five, <laughs> and he's my good friend. What? Wait a minute, hey Pete, I'm only getting three two over here. Where's my raise? So. We didn't learn a whole lot from Kelly McCrimmon yesterday, but on some injuries, first Mark Stone maybe is going to have back surgery, probably is going to have back surgery, but he wasn't 100% confident saying that, but probably having back surgery on Wednesday of this week. They do expect him to be ready for the start of training camp. I know you're not a doctor, and we don't know what back injury he had, is it fair to assume Mark Stone comes back from this as the Mark Stone that we've known for the that's, past couple of seasons? That's the one body part that I could never say fully yes to. If it's a knee, if he blew out his ACL, um, MCL, whatever it is, any other injury. But it, and maybe it's a cliche, and maybe it's just a things you grew up with. But every time you heard back surgery, it was like, well, do anything but the surgery. Try the PT. You know, try try the the physical therapy, try whatever you can, but don't have the surgery. I'm sorry out there for, you know, medical professionals. That, you know, I'm sure they hear it too, though, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the one part of the body, like oh. So the fascinating part to me is that back injury, and like you said, just it sounds bad. Gonna have surgery, still sounds, sounds bad, bad, but. Expect to be ready to go for training camp, which implies, granted, he hasn't had the surgery. You know, things could go wrong, I guess, after that. I mean, but it's a back. Implies that they think this is a relatively Fixable. easy fix, right? right. That it's, it's surgery fixable. and he'll be ready to go after the offseason. Right. It's not going to be eh, maybe Christmas or something like that. That they think, because I can't imagine Mark Stone, after playing through an injury, has back surgery and comes back before he's 100%. Right. I have to right. imagine when right. they say he'll be ready to go by training camp, that means he'll be 100% right. by training camp, not, ah, we're pushing him back too early. So part of that, I think, is good news, but also there's still sort of the scary part of what do you expect from a guy who, not old, but not young, right? right. Early 30s, right. back surgery. I think there's a genuine, a fair, genuine level of concern that maybe Mark Stone is not, Mark, not Stone be Mark Stone for the rest of his career. Right. Now, Maybe he comes back and he's the best player on the and, team. And we look around saying, all right, back surgery's past him. He's good to go. And that's if you're the Golden Knights, that's kind of what you have to have happen. But I do think there's a level of concern. Now, the one that creates a lot more speculation is Robin Letter. Kelly McCrimmon said they won't know more about Robin Leonard's recovery timeline for a month. So we're a month away from knowing a timeline on Robin Leonard, shoulder injury, knee injury, off-season surgery for Robin Leonard. Am I wrong in assuming he's not ready for the start no. of the season? In fact, I don't think he's going to be ready for the season either. Well, that's all right. He's, he's just going to be backing up Logan Thompson anyway. So, two things. One, in the off-season, does that make him untradeable? I believe it would yeah. be. Yeah. I, I would assume would so, too. I would assume it would be. But... Maybe if they're willing to I mean, give up a pick with him, giving something up with him, right? Maybe that's possible. But I would guess this means if if he's mm. they're a month away from knowing how long he'll be out. I'm not trading for him if I'm another NHL no. team. No. Like I'm not acquiring Robin Leonard at that situation. And if you're the Golden Knights, what do you do with the goalie position if you have 
I mean, did uncertainty. You see, did you see that? Uh, see that save from Logan Thompson playing for Canada <laughs> yesterday? I mean, if I see that and I'm the new yeah, coach, I don't, I'm like, I don't well, understand I have my what goalie. you mean by uncertainty. But are you? <laughs> and who's your Brassois, backup goalie for next year? He's still under contract. Well, still yeah. under contract. Yeah. You, they have to trade that guy. No, there is no, no they don't. chance he's under contract is, under, is on this team next year. That guy makes two point like three million dollars. They're already over the cap. The greatest job in the history of sports. The backup that isn't very good. That makes more than the starter. There's no chance Laurent Brossois can be on the roster next year. No, there is absolute. If they go into next season, Laurent Brossois is on the roster. They screwed up. He is the least valuable player on the roster right now. Based on his contract and the production he gave the Golden Knights, that guy has to be gone. There's zero okay, doubt so he has to be gone. Let's say Leonard's out for six months. Let's say he's out for six months, and Bersois is gone. You go get a veteran. That's the thing with, with the idea that right. Leonard's coming back. I, I I don't know what you do. I, I don't because yeah, yeah because you're, based, you, on, you, based on based on Tyler's think, meat bag theory, it doesn't matter who's in goal. Score more than the other team. Is Yuri Patera good enough to be your backup back goalie up. for two months? Yeah. Ferguson? Is he? I, whoever you want it to be. I. It depends on how much you trust Logan Thompson. Because that's the thing. Right. Like, if Leonard misses significant time into the season, yes, you can say Logan Thompson's going to be the starter, and maybe he's great, and that works out. It's disturbing. But he still's not. He can't start every game for three months, right? right? right. You're going to have to play a backup at some a point. few times, right? And maybe. And here's the thing. I think you you probably should go into it with Logan Thompson as the starter, Patera, Ferguson, whoever the hell you want it to be, as the backup. And then when Robin Leonard's back, great. It's Leonard and Thompson, and they can compete for they the number one job. The number Maybe one Thompson has yeah. run away with it, and it's his net. Yeah. Whatever. But then those are your two goalies going forward. But I don't know if this front office is going to go into next season with trusting Thompson that they can get through one month, two months, six months. With Logan Thompson and Yuri Patera. Yeah. Because what did we see them do? We saw them go out and spend $2.3 million on Laurent Brossois. Yeah. For, for what? Because they wanted more confidence in their backup goalie than Logan Thompson, who hadn't played at the NHL level. Like, So I don't know that this front office, they might keep Laurent Brossois, but that to me would be one of the dumbest things they could do this offseason. So that's a lot of uncertainty around Robin Leonard, and I don't know what the right answer is because if they're planning to win a Stanley Cup, I have a hard time imagining they start the season with Logan Thompson and Dylan Ferguson as their one-two goalies and Robin Leonard hurt or whatever the situation is. I think he's hurt to the point where I don't think he's going to start right. the I season. Mean, when you don't, when you're saying we're a month away from knowing a timeline, like when yeah. you're giving a timeline to get to the timeline, right? It's not great news. No. Like that's that's not ideal. So. Maybe the timeline in a month is, hey, they'll be ready to go for the start of the season, and the Golden Knights can say, all right, Leonard, Logan, Thompson, those are our two goalies. I don't know who starts, but those are the two goalies. We're good to go. But if it's not the start of the season, if it's a month, if it's two months, I'm fascinated to see what they do because I don't think they go into next season with those two, with Thompson and Patera or Ferguson as their two goalies. I just don't think they will because they think they can win a Stanley Cup, and they'll probably look at it as, well, I mean, if he's gonna, if they know he's gonna miss, let's say he's missing October and November, it would have been maybe six months. I think they try to sign a veteran. I don't think they go in with those two because that's two months of what if this doesn't work out, and right. then they're out of it. They could and be out of it. The other problem with the Logan Thompson who and whoever as the backup situation, 
we don't know if Logan Thompson is actually that's the other that thing. What's good. what's the uh, evidence you have on yeah, him so his far? Eighteen games, and he was very good, but. I don't know that you can be that confident walking in 18 games from Logan Thompson being like, yep, we think we can He's win the, the Stanley Cup. Yeah. We we fired a coach and hired a new one because we're trying to win the Stanley Cup. Logan Thompson and Yuri Patera are going to take us for the first three months. I just I don't think they can do that. And here's the other fun part on this. If Robin Leonard's hurt to start the year, you know what that means. Long-term IR, baby. Yeah. We got a whole other season of the Golden Knights playing the salary cap with long-term IR. It's going to be great. I cannot wait for it. It's going to be phenomenal. We did get a response to the first bite uh, on the Finley Kia text line. Remember, you can always hit us up either on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas with your response to the first bite each morning, or you can text us on the Finley Kia text line. Tyler, what's the Finley Kia text line? 69187. And make sure you put ESPN at the front, and that will get it to us. Gerard Gallant just advanced to the second round with the Rangers. Coincidence? Yes, that is a coincidence. So, basically, I believe what the texture is implying is that they w- they looked at their it's sort of like finding out your ex is getting married on Instagram and they were like we got to we got to move we got we got to move on how much more money would they have to offer Gallant for him to come back and take the job then 3.2 yeah they get eliminated in the, the let's say the rangers lose in the second round how much he's got a contract with the rangers i don't know we don't know how much he's making but let's just assume he's making 3 million with the rangers or something how much more money would they have to offer Gallant for him to say he's making 3 uh, yep, I'll take the job. At Six, five. I was gonna say five. Like if you, you know, like I, it would be obviously it did not end well here. He got fired in the middle of the season, like twenty months after taking the right. Stanley Cup final. But like if you call him up and you're like, we're gonna double your salary, he'll probably be like, okay, I, I <laughs> would. Back. I'd be I, like, all right, I'm in. Let's I, do it. I do enjoy one of my favorite questions yesterday because I had to run the press conference over on our sister station Fox Sports Las Vegas. One of my favorite questions was, it's still three coaches in six years, guys. Oh, they haven't made it through six years yet. So, get, no, get, but getting getting Gallant back would be like the, you know, like, all right, well, it, it didn't work the first time around, but we, we should give this another go. Listen, people keep saying three coaches in six years. If they start poorly, it could be seven coaches in six years. Oh, like, geez. we're not through that sixth season yet. Sixth season hasn't even started, so. That's a functional. Uh, could be more than three. I mean. They well, fired. it's like McCrimmon suggested. He goes, you know, he goes, I'm. We're hiring a coach. He goes, if he's going to be here in five years, I can't say that. And I'm thinking, is he going to be here in two, <laughs> like five? Who's who's is last it? in five or on that place? I think the average NHL coach gets fired two and a half seasons in. Is the average? Is that right? Yeah, it's it's the shortest of two any, and a half. Shortest of any of our uh, four major sports. But, but the good is, news is, is there's only thirty six of them. Yeah, so they just you got a so new one every time. Whoever the four that are out, those are your broadcasters for that season, <laughs> and then you just rotate them back through. Yeah, so like probably not. Like you could probably bet on every coach three years under, and you'd you'd get most you'd of get them most right. Of them right. So no, Kelly, the guy you hire now probably won't be here yeah. in five seasons. None of you probably will, because that's the reality of the NHL. It'll be a whole new organization. It'll be Bill Foley, and everybody else will be new. Derek England will still be there, and everybody Derek else will England be might new. be the coach. He might be. He might be the next. He might he be was the good coach. With the, uh, he was good with the Hendersons uh, overnight. overnight. All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. Bischoff's Briefs. When life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. 
Make life take the lemons back. Fish offs briefs. Get mad! I don't want your damn lemons! What am I supposed to do with these? Bischoff's briefs. Demand to see life's manager. Bischoff's briefs. Do you know who I am? I'm the man who's gonna burn your house down with the lemons. All right. I never know who to trust in soccer reporting because I haven't heard of half of these people. Alex Candle is a Spanish reporter that sound, the, in that's... Europe. But he's reporting that Lionel Messi is going to join Inter-Miami of Major League Soccer in 2023. So next season, Lionel Messi would be playing... In the MLS? In MLS, in the United States, for Inter-Miami. He's also reporting that Messi has agreed, as part of this deal... To acquire 35% of Inter Miami. <laughs> so he would become a part owner. Isn't this Beckham's team? Uh, yes, this is David Beckham's team. So he'd become a part owner with David Beckham of Inter Miami. Now, Messi would only be 35 this time next year. So not young, but that's not, you know, 45 years old. He might come play in Major League Soccer for like four or five years if he comes over when he's 35. So that would be uh, fun to see. I hope Lionel Messi does come over. However,. We missed out. We were supposed to get him. We were supposed to have an MLS team, and we were supposed to get Lionel Messi. There was a story in the Athletic a year ago, two years ago, that was like there's two cities that could that Lionel Messi would play for, Miami or Vegas, and we didn't have a team at the time, and we still don't have a team at the time, right. so we we screwed this up. And that brings me to my main complaint today. I got an email over the weekend, League Soccer, about holding focus groups. Mm-hmm in Las Vegas about professional soccer. I got disqualified because it asked what, what's your occupation. And I marked like uh broadcasting or journalism or something like that. And they're like, sorry, you're disqualified. So apparently I'm not allowed to do this because I, I talk about right. sports on the radio. Um, but here's my complaint. Why are they just now holding focus groups about putting a pro soccer team here? Because Clarman needs doing? more. Clarman doesn't exist. He's not real. Wes Edens. What are we doing? Hey. In December, Don Garber, the commissioner of this league, said there was going to be an announcement in quarter one about expansion. There was no announcement in quarter one about expansion. We're now, it's, we're a month and a half into quarter two, and we're, I'm getting an email about focus groups to find out if soccer is going to work here. What the hell? We're going backwards. You think do you think Soccer the thing will is, never work here? Do you think it's holding it up is one he doesn't want to spend the money or two the facility? I think it's yeah, one of those two. He either doesn't want to pay the expansion fee or he doesn't want to pay the money to put a stadium to put here. Put a stadium up. And I'm what I'm guessing Can Henderson not just give him the land? What I'm guessing is nobody's going to give any public money for a no, soccer stadium. No, We've already no. heard people say we're not giving public money for, for a baseball A's. stadium. So we're not doing it for a soccer stadium either. And I have to imagine if I like, I don't know anything, but I would guess if right now Clark County said, here's half a million, go build a 30,000 seat stadium. We'd have a team. We'd have a team. Half a billion. We'd have a team within an hour. Right. If Clark County approved that. So I'm guessing that's part of it, that, that it's either expansion fee <laughs> related happy they don't. <laughs> or not wanting to pay the, for the stadium here. So we're going backwards and Three or four months ago, when Don Garber talked five months ago, I was convinced we're getting an MLS team. Yeah, I was too. We're not getting one. 
what are we doing here? We're doing focus groups to find out if, if people in this city like soccer. Five months ago, we were getting a team. Five months ago, it was imminent. There was an announcement coming that Las Vegas was the 30th team, and now we're doing We're going backwards. How quickly did they tell you or were you disqualified? I answered like four or five questions, and then and then like the fifth or sixth question was, what's your what occupation? Do you do? And I guess there's a handful of them, and if you select, they automatically disqualify you from being in this focus group. And I actually, I should just go back and well, try to do it again. Well, then you pushed enter, and they said you're disqualified? Right. As soon as I, I clicked, uh, like, broadcasting and then hit next to go to the next question, because there were a lot more, I think, and it just popped up and said, you're disqualified. That's, you wow. know what's really funny? I did, I believe, not not a focus group, but, like, a fan interest survey for the Oakland A's. They did not seem to mind that I worked in sports media. They were more or less just like... And which of these nine locations would you be the most <laughs> interested in? So I don't think we're getting an MLS team. I don't think it's happening. I'm standing by my hot take that it's August. That we get an announcement in August? Yes. I, yeah, you did give that hot take. I forgot about I gave that. that hot take. I, what are we doing here? Like, why are we just now doing focus groups? This is this is unbelievable. What are, like, Seth Klarman couldn't make it happen. Wes Edens is going Maybe backwards. Wes Edens just second thoughts on the money. How is Brett Lashbrook and Lights FC out here outlasting all these billionaires because that want to put MLS? They team know in? Jose Canseco. They do know Jose Canseco. <laughs> we'll be hitting home runs into the crowd next weekend, I believe. I'll have to look that up. I gotta go to that one. But I just what are we doing? Where's my soccer team? I want an MLS team. Will you bring your glove? Uh, yes, because I get to go on the field if I bring my glove. So yes. Oh, you get to it's go gonna on the field. Be, they're putting, well, I, they're going to hit it in the crowd, but the, part of the release was anybody that brings their glove can go on the field and catch non-home runs. So that's how they can say. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I'll okay. probably bring my glove to go. To okay. go, go on the field. It's and, going right. to be because that's the thing. It's going to be twenty-five me. children. Right. It's going to be me and a bunch of kids who's six-four, and I'm going <laughs> to knock them all over and catch catch the pop-ups. You don't even need to knock them all over. You're literally but I going to be a focus. But I want to. Like that's sorry. I'm just catching the fly. Pushing the kids. Yeah, I want to. Can I? How's the wall? I'm going to rob a home run. Can I do that? I'll probably fall in the dugout and hurt myself. So I probably shouldn't do that. But yeah, that'll be fun. But how is Brett Lashbrook out here outlasting all these billionaires? We've had two different rich guys that are like, yeah, I want to put an MLS team in Vegas and nothing happens. Where's my team? This is sad. Thought you we want were this badly. One. Thought we were getting one. We had, hell, Bill Foley at one point was interested. Yeah, I don't know interested. how serious, but he had a name. Terrible name, but he had a name, and he's not putting one here either. Yeah, Lash, we'll see. I still, I'm holding out hope for your team. Me too. I hope you're holding right. Your, I hope I'm holding out hope for your team. I hope you're right that it's August, which also means we're going to get like three more months of me yelling about it if it's yeah. still August. But Jesus, a survey, a fan, like we're going to have a fan survey to come ask questions. Do you like soccer? What were the questions? That until you got Do to you your, like soccer? One was ethnicity. One was age. Yeah, like, he, it was demographic he, he got okay. He got booted in the demo right. section. I got booted very early. Okay. So yeah. I'm sure more questions were about, like, have, you, have you attended have a you, soccer yeah, game? Have you, have you traveled for a soccer right, game? Right. And, yeah, which all of them would have been yes, but, you know, they don't like me because they talk about it. My favorite part of any survey is when you get about 75% through with it and then suddenly it's like and now let's talk about arby's and you're just like uh that don't you get paid for those ones yeah but okay then all of a sudden it's like when was the last time have you eaten arby's in the last month no you've been disqualified and you're just like 
All right. Well, that was 35 minutes of my life. I'm never getting back. All right. Coming up next, Ryan Wallace joins the show. This isn't the Alex Ovechkin Power Hour. This is the VGK Update with Ryan Wallace. Follow him on Twitter at RyanHockeyGuy. I'm out. Ryan, why is John Tortorella the next head coach of the Golden Knights? Because that would make a lifelong dream for me complete. <laughs> it would be the most entertaining hire they could make, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, I would I would love it because I think John Tortorella is awesome. Um, I think the press conferences would be fantastic uh, because I think John Tortorella is awesome. And I, I just, I wonder what the impact of John Tortorella, his press conferences, um, and, and with a lot of expectations, uh, what that would do to the media here in Vegas. Um, but one can dream. I, I have that as a, as an option, but it's, it's certainly not my number one option when it comes to the coaching vacancy for the Golden Knights. So explain why people say that Barry Trotz is the best guy out there but Vegas fans wouldn't like his style because I've always believed if you win, people suddenly like styles. And if you win enough and you, you know, you compete for a Stanley cup, they're not going to worry about that as much. Yeah. I mean, I think Barry Trotz is certainly the, the best coach available. Right. I, I, I don't think that that's really kind of a, a bold take or anything like that. I think you look at, how much the guys won, the longevity that he's had at, at various stops in his career, and the fact that he won a Stanley Cup, and not just that he won a Stanley Cup, but he won that Stanley Cup here in Vegas, year one, against the Golden Knights team that seemed destined to to win in their first year. I, I think that you you have an easy time talking yourself into Barry Trotz being the best coach on the market right now. But that being said, his style is very much predicated on solid defensive structure and then allowing his game breakers to really utilize their offensive skills. So would Jack Eichel excel in that? Probably. It'll take a lot of commitment defensively, but the skill set that Jack Eichel has is, in my opinion, my estimation, better than what Matt Barzell has, and Barzell flourished under Barry Trotz. Same thing with Alex Ovechkin. However, the the main thing for me with, with Barry Trotz is that you have more or less someone that's a little bit gritty and gets to the front of the net. Think TJ Oshie, think Anders Lee on Long Island, and I don't know that the Golden Knights have one of those players to kind of make everything work, but I agree with you, Ed, in that if you're winning, it doesn't winning 2-1 to one, or if you're winning 6-5. to five, If it ends with 16 wins in the playoffs and a Stanley Cup, no one cares how you get there. Is Trotz your number one option? Uh, <laughs> I think he's in my top three. Um, I've been giving it to and to be, to be fair. I, I don't know that got like doubling down on defense is, is where I'd want to go. Um, and that's just purely selfish. I love free flowing up and down, uh, hockey. I, I like the idea of more position list hockey where you allow, defensemen to really kind of generate offense in the offensive zone um, and and play kind of absence of that or, or free-flowing more so. I, I don't know that, that Barry Trotz is my number one guy, but he's certainly in my top three um, as far as coaching vacancy goes. Who who else is in the top three? 
All right, so Barry Trotz for sure. Uh, Ricard Gronberg from from Sweden, I think, is is a coach that is that a real frankly, person? Who the hell did you just <laughs> say? <laughs> what? Who? <laughs> Read a book, Tyler. Come on. Uh, this this is a coach that's had a ton of success uh, in Sweden with the national team, with the with the with the junior team, and he is one of those coaches that I think maximizes the skill set of each individual player. And the other aspect of this that I think makes a lot of sense for the Golden Knights with, with Gronberg is that when you have a team that's as close to the cap as the Golden Knights are, and knowing that you need younger players to step into roles on lower contracts to help out, I think a, a coach like Gronberg can bring up and develop players in such a way, such a manner that they'll be impact players for the Golden Knights. And if that's the case and you start to get more depth production down the lineup, that's really where the bread and butter is going to be for the Golden Knights. I think more of a hybrid style, more emphasis on on some offensive um, creativity is where I'd like to see it go. So, so Gronberg's there. And then, frankly, because I think it would be really fun, Patrick Waugh. Patrick Waugh oh. is an absolute <laughs> lightning rod, and it's phenomenal. And if you want to talk about a, a guy that I think can can really resonate with players and get them to a point. I get it. He hasn't coached in the NHL since walking away from the Colorado Avalanche. That doesn't look particularly good right now. But Patrick Waugh behind a bench is electric, and I, I don't know about you, but I think it'd be fun. Wait, wait what is, what's Patrick Waugh been doing? Is he coaching like a junior team or something? I, I think so. I Honestly, I don't know what Patrick Waugh's been doing. I know Patrick Waugh likely wants to get back to the NHL, and I don't think there's a better market in the world than Vegas for Patrick Waugh and his awesomeness. Uh, currently head coach of the Quebec Ramparts of the QMJHL League. Okay, I'm I'm on board with Patrick Waugh. That would be fun. Uh, Ricard Gronberg has a three-paragraph Wikipedia page. Uh, yeah, I, have, I know. I have no opinions on this man because I did not know he existed until two minutes ago when you made his name up. Well, didn't do that, but yeah, it's, it goes to show Tyler that you, you fall into the status quo a little bit too much. That's all. I guess so. Maybe I need to be on board with Ricard Gronberg. This guy, maybe he would be great. I don't know, but I, Patrick Wall would be phenomenal. Can we make that happen? Which one? Well, I mean, Patrick they haven't Watt. talked to anybody else or considered that's, that's, anyone. That's they a good point. They haven't considered anyone just yet. I Maybe. Talked about it. Well, yeah, they were starting at 2 o'clock yesterday. <laughs> they had to wait till 2 because that's when Ricard Gronberg woke up in Sweden. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what did you think yesterday? He uh, seemed to he, – he, well, look, all GMs and coaches have a way of doing this where they talk a lot and they don't say very much. Um, so mm-hmm. he's not any new – he's not new to that. But what? Did, there's some hot takes you walked away from that? Uh, to me, yesterday, it didn't really give much, right? Like, uh, you were in the room, I was in the room. There, there wasn't much that, that Kelly McCrimmon said that, that gave us any kind of indication of what direction they're leaning. I firmly believe they are leaning in one direction. I don't think you make this move without having a pretty clear idea of, A, what you want the voice to be, and B, who that person is how long it takes to get from point A to point B is, is kind of irrelevant in this moment. But I, I don't think that there there's a lack of idea or understanding of what you want that next coach to look like or be. Um, so I, I didn't really need, I guess, 
much information. I, I do respect Kelly's desire not to kind of pile on Pete. Um, you know, so often in these moments, you you start to kind of nitpick all the things that that went wrong, or or nitpick the ways in which you, you wanted to see improvement or change. Uh, I think there's a time and a place for that. Last yesterday wasn't really it. Um, I would have liked maybe just a little bit of an idea of of what the the direction of the Golden Knights is going to be uh, in terms of how they're going to play and what the philosophy is moving forward on what this team's identity is going to be. But I think in due time, once we get a coach, we'll have a, a pretty clear idea of, of what the expectations are for the Golden Knights next year uh, and, and what, we, what we think they're going to look like on the ice. All right, I'm all in on Ricard Gronberg, Borg, however you say his last name. I'll figure that out eventually. Yeah. I'm all in. Yeah. I'm good. We're good. I, I want him hired. What, what, what changed when you, you, read, you read three paragraphs of a Wikipedia page? I just found out he's been coaching uh, the Swedish national team, but he walked away from them. He's currently coaching a pro team in Sweden. But here's, here's why it's happening. Uh, according to this story, as for his hockey career, Gronberg coached junior teams in Texas, Washington, and Montana. Done deal. Uh-oh, he's the next Montana. head coach. He's probably yep. already at the compound. Yep. This he's guy. already there. Bill Foley's already talking to him. Montana. Two, 2 p.m. was the Montana scheduled was the interview. Montana stop. Yeah, it's already <laughs> oh done. Oh my god. Ricard Gronberg. All right. Good job, Ryan. I'm proud. I'm proud of you for this one. All right. Let me ask you this last one really quick before we let you go. Um, <clears throat> I know you don't know the answer to this because the Golden Knights don't even know the answer to this. But like, what are they doing at goalie if Robin Leonard is not healthy to start the season next year? Logan Thompson, baby, and Yuri Patera. Like, do, do they have? To, do they need to? Add, if if Leonard isn't ready to start the year, do they have to add a significant goalie to this team? Okay, so the idea that I have in my head is that it, you, if if Leonard is unable to start the year with the Vegas Golden Knights, and it seems like the rehab process is maybe going to take him a month ish to to two months kind of into the season to to kind of get himself to a baseline, then I think your simple solution is Lorraine Brossois and Logan Thompson. And your hope is Lorraine Brossois plays well, Logan Thompson plays well, and when Robin Leonard's ready to come back, you're able to find somebody, a trade partner of sorts, for Lorraine Brossois and his contract. So to me, because Brossois is already under contract, because Logan Thompson's already under contract and because we don't know the timeline for Robin Leonard, I think the, the, the most logical thing to do uh, in that situation would be LTIR for Robin Leonard if he's unable to play the first month and a half, two months of the season. And then you've got a tandem of Lorraine Brossois and Logan Thompson, no different than what you finished the season with. All right. Um, we're on board Ricard Gronberg. Thank you for bringing us that name. I will now officially be talking about him every day as though I've known him for my entire life. Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> He's Ryan, the hockey guy, Wallace. Hear him on the BGK Insider Show. Ryan, as always, we appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Oh, never been more convinced after reading one sentence in my life than this guy coached a junior hockey team in Montana. In Montana. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he if must... I find out he's been to Brandon, Manitoba, oh, oh this it's... is over. If he's watched a Brandon Wheat Kings game <laughs> at any point in his life, this guy's hired immediately. He, what hired. are you talking about? He was the assistant head of concessions. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's going to be hired in an instant if he's even stepped foot in Brandon, Canada. Phenomenal. All right. Coming up next, we finish the show.
We are trying to avoid floaters. We don't want to draft floaters. And a floater is a guy who gets here and he's just happy to be here and he's just kind of, you know, there he goes. He's in the open ocean. Just this is great, you know. And, uh, like, we want guys that are highly competitive. What would you say you learned about yourself over the last two years when, you know, you were the head coach with the Giants? I'd say, first off, just, you know, look, I'm very appreciative of the players, you know, and the effort they gave me for two years there. You're locked in the press box. Who's a floater? the kind of person that get a flush twice who said that that was dan campbell oh i like that guy <laughs> <laughs> he's giving us some good drops i but does he ever know what he's actually talking about no or i he, don't think half the time he, he knows what the hell he's he saying. knows what he's talking about he just the words to make sure everybody else right. knows I, what he's talking I, about i don't know if he's uh, that that would be pretty smart of that'd be pretty bright i from okay so Everything I've read about him is he's got a very similar, like, the hell just happened. Something fell. <laughs> All right. So, it's, to it's our listeners, something, something, fell, sank. Yeah, something sank and caused the entire room to shake. Um, he's on that same kick that Bruce Arians was whenever Bruce Arians first got his first head coaching job, where he's just like, I'm just going to do this my way and I'm going to be weird. And right. you think he's smart enough to do that? Or, is, he, or is this weird. just him? I think he, he just might weird. just be a weird dude. Do we think Bruce Arians is like super smart or do we think, think he's, he's smarter just, than this guy? Do we think he's football smart or smart smart? Like there's I, I, I he had he had his whole thing rigged against his chest. And he's the only coach yeah. that had his like uh, yeah. headset battery pack or whatever that was <laughs> rigged against his chest so he could get to it at a moment's notice. He wasn't dealing with a belt clip or anything. Nope, strap that thing around my chest. He's smart. He's like he's not worried about fashion. He's out here. If he's got to communicate with his offensive hey. coordinator, he's one click away. Byron. He was, one, he was wearing the the what the Kingles. Like what it hmm. What are they called? He was wearing the he he was wearing a cool hat. I have no idea what we're talking about. Bruce Arians hat, like the derby, little derby hat that he wears. Oh yes. So what are they called? I okay. You were just saying jingles. I, I, I was trying to avoid. My brain started walk to say any a different in, word. Walk into any pub in Ireland, and everyone's got them on. Yeah, but we don't know what they're uh, called. Yeah, that's okay. That's fine. That's fine. Hit us up on the Fiddler Key yeah, text, text line. Six nine one eight seven. Six nine one eight seven. People don't know what those hats. Preferably are with the production, so I don't say. What I was going to say. And get fined. Are rain delays the worst in baseball? Mm. Well, it depends on if Charmed is on. That's a good point. If, Charmed? Charmed we don't have Charmed if, Charmed if I could yeah. you know, turn to watch Charmed and, uh, oh, we, wait, is this actually ESPN? Yeah, ESPN's on yeah. in the studio. Oh, no Charmed man. update today. What happened? We there was no Charmed NBA update. last night. Last night was brutal. Last night was the worst night to have three TVs on a wall. Did you watch the Dodgers? Room. At one point, they were on a TV because it was only baseball yesterday. Right, right. There wasn't even like Major League Soccer. It was just baseball. And the Astros had an hour rain delay. Like, what am I doing? You flip to the 720 MLB mix and you just sit there and like, like go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And one, then you start at the beginning and you just keep doing that over and over again. Nightmare. And situation. then suddenly the Cubs are up by eight runs in the first inning and you go, I missed it. I was looking at the damn Reds game. Okay. Rain delays are brutal. Get a roof. But I will tell you one thing that I enjoyed about the rain delay in the Red Sox Astros game yesterday. It's like an hour rain delay or whatever. And like 5,000 people stuck around. Not that many. But 
based on what happened, I'm assuming all the people that stuck around, they just said, sit wherever you want. Right, because right. everybody, the 5,000 people Came were like to the beginning. first five yeah, rows exactly. and majority behind home plate. And usually when you watch a baseball game, the people behind home plate are like very reserved. They don't really do anything because I'm assuming they're the rich people that can afford it. Right. These were the 5,000 people that don't have work on Tuesday morning. That stuck around. That were going crazy. Oh, they were they they were like the most intense behind the plate <laughs> crowd I've ever seen. It was great. I was like, we need more of this. We need to do like random raffles for where you sit at baseball games so we can have people like, what, like screaming and like cheering a student and going crazy? section behind home plate. It was great. Normally you just see people sitting down that are yeah, old. You see and, Marlin man, right? But yeah, see, you see the rich crowd, right? This, this was great. I love these guys. They spent the entire hour probably drinking in the concourse. They're like, all right. We're sitting behind home. It was phenomenal. So we need more of that. Where it's like a student section behind home plate. I so mean, there's re- a net up. It'll so protect it, the players. It reconvened. Yeah. it reconvened. They got started. Yeah, an hour later, came back, played. Astros lost. Terrible game. Worst worst game of the season. Because they are, have they finally started giving up runs? Yeah, they gave up runs yesterday. Disaster. Unbelievable. They're, um, but their starting pitcher probably tore his Achilles. Not good. Oof. Hour rain delay. Not good. Bullpen gave up like four runs in two innings after the bullpen had not given up like a run in like two months. Right. So nightmare of a game. No fun, except for the drunk people running down to yell at him <laughs> afterwards. That was fun. I was like, I want a student section behind home plate. It makes every game more entertaining. So yeah, nightmare of a game. Give me an over under on when the Golden Knights name a coach. See, I think they knew who they want, but after what he suggested, they're going to wait. Have to wait. I think they have to wait now to if say, they well, we did a, a lot of interviews. Today, no, no, I know. I'm just giving me. Oh, Started like, at two. We did like, all of our interviews. I'll give you the number. Two weeks, over or under. Is there a Rooney rule in hockey? So that'd be about May. That'd be that'd be basically June first. Yeah, is about two weeks away. I'll, I'll say June first. I'll take the under. Okay. I'll Barry the Trotz under as well. or Ricard Gronberg. Wait, wait, hold on. I gotta look up when is Ricard Gronberg still coaching in some Swedish playoff league. I gotta find that. I out I think first. he's in Montana at this point. 